So far, three people that have been on the podcast more than once. And those people were uh, Mrs. Mort, which is, uh, yeah, I had a force at both times. <laughs> uh, Mr. Darren Cartel, uh, which is always fun. And uh, Mr. James Smith. Today, we have our fourth ever uh, returnee to the uh, Paul Mort Talk Shit Show. We have Mr. Richard Crow. How you doing, buddy? Mate, so I was just thinking there. The last time we did this podcast, had you been Terry yet? I had not been Terry. Fucking hell, had you not? It was pre-Terry. It was pre-Terry? Wow. Yeah. So, um, this is mad. So, as a result of the podcast that me and Richard did last time, I would tell you what episode it was. 28. Fuck me. Not, not that I visit very much <laughs> and, and, and listen to myself. Because I have no idea when the, when the podcast was. But actually, do you know the only podcast number that I remember is that on Darren's podcast that I did the other week, which you took a bit of heat for, it was episode number 69. And 69 just happens to be my favourite number, Richard. Me too. <laughs> just not at the same time as you. <laughs> me and Leslie were talking about this the other day, actually. I'm like, 69, like, when do you stop? Do you stop doing that at a certain point in your life? Nah, you just keep doing it, it, surely. I say, so I, maybe you I lose, know, lose like, your teeth and we then were, it puts you off. We were talking about that. I'm like, do people still do that at a certain... What do you be with someone for so long? Do you bother with that? Because you can't, like... You can't... It's like you're half committed to something. See, I'd, I'd probably get told off if I disclosed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if the missus I'm, listens, I'm, I'm beyond reproach right yeah. now. So if, if you're listening, give me a comment in the in the in the uh, in the YouTube. I hit me up on Instagram and Facebook and tell me what your thoughts are on a 69. It's like they say like you're not all in, are you? <laughs> you're not all in on the blowjob. You you are after. Oh, <laughs> it depends how your breath smells. Like anyway, Mr. Richard Crow, we'll start off on the right foot. So Richard, uh, the last time Richard was on, he talked about um, episode number 28. 28. Episode number 28, it took me 28 attempts to invite Richard on. <laughs> it was only I, think I was passing by. I think he invited himself on, actually. But episode 28, uh, Richard talked about his, his transformation from where he was at before we met in Skegness. Um, where I can't believe you're that same guy, by the way. Yeah. There's a uh, big fucking fat guy with glasses on and <laughs> fucking pissed and all that. Yeah, man. Um, so we talked about his transformation from that in the, to, to, his, to where he ended up. And then we ended up doing the... Uh, we did a big, massive feature in my book on uh, Terry. So for the guys that haven't, give me like a one minute. This will be odd. Oh, dear. A one minute uh, recap, like the start of fucking an episode of 24, um, on kind of your, how you, essentially how you ended up going from Fat Richard. <laughs> to Fit Richard. Big, fat, uh, pissed up, coked up, overweight, uh, are you trying to make me feel better or what? Worse. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> like just that state you were in to kind of Terry, like what was that? Talk, talk us through that real quick. So you were... So I was basically uh, sad, alone, fat, um, miserable, cokehead, um, lonely, everything. Uh, lone wolf. And you said that better than I did. Yeah, yeah. And um, essentially I met you mm -hmm. at... Um, uh, charity do, mm -hmm. uh, which my son got pissed, um, smacked someone, ended up on a GBA's charge. Mm -hmm. 
And that was kind of a massive wake up call for me. Um, I was kind of at the point in life where I'd had enough of it, if I'm honest, full disclosure. And it was pretty much a time where it was fucking do something or tap out. And I'd actually gone to this charity dude to see you and <laughs> just kind of turned into this like, oh, fucking hell, what's happened? The police are here and my son's been arrested and everything. Yeah. And it, it was a huge wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I'd just been a terrible role model for my son and he was literally mirroring my behavior. And I decided to start work with you and it just felt like I'd found a good place. And Somewhere that kind of feels like home. Yeah, it, somewhere where everyone else was fucking mental as well. Yeah, everyone else is fucked, <laughs> and it, it was kind of, I didn't feel out of place. It's a strange thing, isn't it? It, it is. is a, it is a mad thing. It's harder to, people are like, what do you do? I'm like, you kind of have to be in the club. It's so weird. Yeah, to understand it. And we were thinking about the other day, I was like, you know when we're talking about this, so we have our event at uh, yeah. Etihad, right? And let's be like, why do you want to do it here? I'm like, the photos and that. Imagine if I'm seeing it. I've got this amazing guest speaker whose name I can't reveal. And I've got the, this venue. Imagine the photos and people looking at it and thinking, it's it's just an opportunity for me, not just to flex, but for people, for men in particular, like, look at it and say, I want in I want on to that. I want to be in on that. I And they should. So that's what it feels like, doesn't it? Yeah, and, right. and, and they should because for me, the, there isn't anywhere like this, okay? And I think men, they miss it because it's been, for me, a platform yeah. where I've actually kind of become someone. Yes. Um, probably fuck all to anyone outside of this. Yeah. All right. But within your, yeah. you know, Alliance Unstoppable, yeah. your community, um, I love helping other people. Yeah. And do you know what I love about you've said this year? That's happened. I want to give you loads of credit here. That wouldn't have happened before or really during, but it happened once people started seeing, fuck me, Richard has changed yeah, this, this guy's moving. Dramatically. <laughs> this guy's moving and I want in on it. Correct. I want on that train. Yeah, what's he doing? What's yeah, what's he doing we, different? Yeah, I think that's how that's how my... Someone asked me yesterday on Instagram, like, even my kids asked me, how did you end up doing this? I said, well, I got my own shit together. People started noticing and asked me how I did it. And that, yeah, and that that is <laughs> literally yeah. what's happened. And I think the biggest turning point was going back on uh, episode 28. We actually recorded that in October. Um, 2019? Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah. And um, it then went out in January after, it was, I think it was the first one in January after the was book it? launch because it was like, hey, this is Terry. The Oh, did I even, did the, I say yeah, that? Yeah, the absolute fucking mess. Did I? And, um, hey, your memory's better than mine. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, it's, it's, I've only got the last two, three years to remember. <laughs> Apart from that, it was all a blur, wasn't it? So... <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I only remember work since working with you. It's that's, mad, isn't it? That's when I stopped doing drugs and stuff. Hey, so. you know, I have this, people ask me about what it was like and when did you notice the change in yourself? I'm like, I can't, I've got, there's so many things that happened. Yeah. When I was struggling that, I can't, even I did a podcast with my, it was, I can't remember what episode it was, but I had my friend Chris Brown on, I've known Chris a long time mm. and he was like, remember when you did this? I'm like, I didn't do that. He's like, no, you said <laughs> you that. Did. I was like, did I? Fuck. It's wild, isn't it? That? It is. And it's, it's kind of like a, a journey as opposed to a defining kind yes, of moment. I... But I think for me, I joined a WhatsApp group with a load of other guys mm -hmm. within uh, Unstoppable. Mm -hmm. And for me there, it was like, shit, I've got to step up. I've I can't got... hide. Y yeah. And I actually, I got invited into this group. Yeah. And I turned it down because I was like, oh no, I'm going to have to step up. And I was pretty much scared of it. I have to be accountable. Yeah. Yeah. And then, that, and then one day I was just like, I've had enough. 
I, I need to. So I just threw myself in and I've never really looked back. And mm. it was from it's then. It's weird that, isn't it? It's weird yeah. that, that you had an opportunity to do something and you were like, no, because then I come. Why do you think men, why do you think we hide from this kind of shit? Um, scared. Fear of failure. Yeah. And I think one of the key I, things. I think more. I think it might be, you know. In that situation, in a lot of situations for men, it's like fear of looking like a failure. Correct. Yeah, it's looking yeah, like failure because like a failure. if you remove the audience, yes, you wouldn't really care. <laughs> so yeah. you'd just do it, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's a strange thing, isn't it? It's a strange thing, and I think that that I mean, I did it fucking hell. I did a training on Monday that just it was supposed to be fifteen minutes and turned into an hour and fifteen minutes because yeah. I just got stuck on this subject of peer groups, and it's an interesting it's thing. Huge. Because, yeah, because when you're in this peer group like this. And again, I noticed that a lot of us have a group of friends that we don't want our life to look like theirs. Oh, oh, We're yeah. a little bit further ahead with them, but we still hang out with them because we don't have to raise our standards to get their approval. Yeah, and we're not quite ready to disconnect. And, yeah. and possibly there isn't a replacement peer group. Yeah. And that's that's probably the biggest issue because yeah. you, you just don't want to be on your own. I think sometimes, you know, I think sometimes the, you may, and, and I've certainly had this where you're like, you know what, I'd love to be in that peer group, but... I'll have to step up if I join it. I'll have to, like you said, I'll have to step up if I join it. What if I don't fit in? Because it's yeah. like this old concept. I can't remember who spoke about this, but I heard it on a book, I think. It might have been Robbins, where he's talking about this. This whole thing that men in particular have, and I've never been a woman, so I don't know, is nobody wants to be kicked out of the village. Nobody wants to be kicked out That's of the right, tribe. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of damning, isn't it? Ah, it is. Like, I, I see. You just go back to the other tribe. Actually, I bet it was Garrett White. Say his kind of thing that he'd say that. Yeah. Yeah. I must get Garrett on one day. Yeah. That'd be fun, <laughs> I. That'd be fun. So, we leveled up inside this WhatsApp thing. We transformed. I want to go straight into this. What's happened since fucking Terry? Since Terry? Since Terry got his balls I, out, yeah. Yeah, well, I think... Richard, just a quick question for you before I go on. I'm going to interrupt you. Would you have been bothered, I mean, you're clearly not, that if they'd put your real name in? Nah, not so. No. Because we didn't want... Everyone thinks that we did that because the the things weren't real. I didn't want to do it. And I think almost every guy didn't care either. But Harper Collins wanted to cover themselves. Uh, and that was because of me. Oh, was it? Uh, yeah, my son's situation. Oh, shit. Okay, really? Yeah. Shit. Well, it doesn't so matter. They, now, they changed it? our names. Oh, really? And so because of that, they then wanted to change everybody's belief. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so okay. So you got me to blame for that. It was the, I was like, listen, I'm not fucking bothered. I mean, I'm sharing some deep, very... My darkest shit. I've got nothing to fucking hide. Yeah. But it's a strange thing, isn't it? It, 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 well, it would have probably been better if they hadn't have changed it, but I get it from, yeah. from their point. I agree. I agree, um, too. I mean, someone was called Bob. Mm. I don't know anyone called Bob that isn't over 80. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know a single person. Or I think the youngest would be like me friend's dads, and I'm 42, so their dads are like 70, 80. So they're, <laughs> they're, they're the only Bobs that I know. But it's an interesting thing, that, because you're, you're right. I think it would have been better... I think it would have been more believable, but I think what they were worried about going back was that if my profile suddenly goes into the millions, which you never know, yeah, you stick with me, maybe. Start to go. <laughs> 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 then your prof profile start to go up, and then you might get like hit by fucking exes. Or, do you know what I mean? You might get. Yeah, yeah. You never know. Right now, it'll be fine, but in a few years' time, when I'm fucking who knows on TV. Not crime watch. Um, you, you, you never know. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. So what's happened since Terry? 
Because there's still been there's been more transformation. Oh, it's been huge. Yeah, you know if you it didn't stop at, at Terry not being no, a, Terry was not being a mess beginning. anymore. Terry, yeah. Terry was kind of just the beginning for me. Because, How was you shedding your skin? Yeah, yeah. yeah like I say, I got your 2020 Man of the Year, mm -hmm. and really, Shit, yeah, you did. Really, if you thought 2020 was good, yeah, fuck me, 2021 blew it out of the water. Yeah. Um, what made you not stop at that point? Like, why would you? Six. It's a really interesting thing because you get it a lot of the time. People get to a certain level. And me and Leslie were talking about this the other day when we, when we talk about people like dropping out and people, I'm like, maybe they've just come to the end of that transformation. And like, what was your, because it's easy to just settle. Oh, I've done it now. Now, one thing I say to people, and I get this quite a lot when people come up and go, you know, especially people that have seen me yes. close up over the years. Yes. And, uh, you know, they come up and they go, you're doing some amazing things. Mm -hmm love your transformation and this mm -hmm. and this and we have a chat and I always kind of end it and with do you know the best bit and they go what and I go this is just the beginning <laughs> I was just gonna say, and I say it all the time and I think people think it's a cliche no, I'm, I'm just only getting just getting up. started just I'm only just getting we're only, mate, we're, this is great we're only just getting started and I feel like that and I, think I, good or bad? I think it's a, it's brilliant Me because, too. because the thing is it keeps you very grounded yeah okay so I'm nothing special yeah I, I'm different. Yeah. <laughs> you don't ask anyone. Yeah. Um, I'm no better than anybody else, but I am different in yeah. just the way I think. I don't ever yeah. think I'm better than anyone. I don't ever think I'm the finished article. I think transformation is it's a lifetime thing until you die. It's nothing where you go, right, I've arrived now. That's when you stop. Yeah, that is <laughs> you when stop you then. stop. Yeah, it's uh, a really interesting thing because I get it quite a lot. When will you be satisfied? When will you be satisfied? Would you today. Know, like... I'm like, well, that would mean I'm living a satisfactory life. And that's, unfortunately, that's not for me. I'd get bored. I'd find a problem. Yeah. Even if I had a perfect life, I'd still find a way to fuck oh, up. Oh, yeah. Because I'd be bored. So would yeah. you. Yeah. See, I see things a, a little different in the way that I'm happy with my lot. Mm. I'm happy exactly today Mate, where I, I am. That. You can be happy now. Yeah. And you can be, and that doesn't, and I think you don't have to confuse things being bad with wanting things to get. Correct. Even better. Correct. And we actually, because if I go back to what's happened, essentially, yeah. I covered this last night on one of my, I'm now a coach, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And we covered it last night in our session and it absolutely blew people's minds. Um, and what happened from being Terry and being in the book, mm -hmm. I think it actually gave me some sort of like, when you asked me, I was like, what the, what the fuck's he want me to it do this It was like for? external, he's noticed. Yeah, noticed. and I'm like, people are noticing. And then I started getting messages from random people yeah. all over the, the country, the world, and going, hey, you, the Rich Crows, just on the podcast with Paul. Yeah. I'm like, this is nuts. What's going on? <laughs> and people were kind of like, I resonated with you so much. Thank you. And I'm like, wow, this, this is like something. And it was almost like social proof that, hold on a minute, people are telling me I've done good. I've got to kind of start believing I've done good. Okay? And I think this is... We kind of have this like belief a pat where on the back from other people, in yeah, it, and I think that's nice. Yeah, absolutely. It's about writing a book, mate. There's no one cheering you on. No, it's fucking you staring at your screen. Uh, I think we have this habit of when people say we've done good, of then trying to be humble and downplaying and it. Yeah, and you don't believe them. I'm like, yeah. fuck that. Yeah, right. If you've done good, you've done good. It's weird. I would get rid of. We're terrible. I think sometimes uh, uh, I don't know if it's a British thing, but we're really bad at receiving compliments. I'm awesome. Tell me, I'm. <laughs> I love it. Uh, when people say that about me, I actually go, I agree. Yeah. But still sometimes, someone says, do you ever realize how much how much you inspire people? 
And I'm like, no, I don't. No, it's no, easy. It's, it's easy a to forget, thing, I think. It? Yeah. yeah. And what kind of happened, because me being a mortgage advisor, um, insurance broker, I, being 52 grand in debt as well, <laughs> uh, this is where I want to go coke, yeah. coke problem. Yeah. I kind of came up with a way of, I was like decided, right, I've got to get out of this debt. Yeah. Got to get out of it. So let's, 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 let's have a better time. Yeah. Because I think this, we've kind of done the coke and the booze and yeah. that kind of thing. Let's talk about fucking money. Because yeah. this is something that I never really talk about. Here. I talk about how to make more of it. And people don't. Yeah. I talk about making more of it. I talk about creating it because that's my thing. Yeah. That's my thing, creating it. And I kind of delegate quite a lot of the other shit. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like, I don't, yeah. I've got no interest in learning it. So I'll get someone else to Absolutely. just do it for me. But you have a slightly different approach. How do you get in a 52 grand's worth of debt for a start? Oh, mate, you just got to love the smell of coke. <laughs> right? <laughs> it wasn't me, it was me, Norse. <laughs> yeah, don't blame me. Um, See, so yeah, I was just uh, an idiot. Bad choices for many years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the thing is, if if you... If you, you end up in that debt by accident. No, no, you don't. It's a choice, essentially. Okay, but if you overspend on what you earn every day by just seven pounds, you do that every day consistently for 10 years, you're 26 and a half grand in debt. Okay, so when you say, say that, this... Say that again. <laughs> right. Say that again for the people in the back. <laughs> if you overspend on your wages every day, so if you earn 50 quid and you spend 57, you earn 100 and you spend 107, you do that, and that's dead easy to do, right? That's a lot of coffee. Yeah, it's two, <laughs> two, two takeaways. But you're right, I. Okay. Me too. You do that consistently for 10 years, 26 and a half grand in debt. Conversely, all right, you save seven pounds a day, do it consistently for twenty for ten years. You're twenty six and a half grand in credit, and that's even without interest, in it? Yeah, yeah, that's just that's straight. Mine. So you're twenty six grand in credit. Yeah, if you save seven quid a day. So and that's me, and that's mad because I, I and it's interesting you say that because I'm not I'm not a huge cutter backer because I know how to create money. However, I knew for in, in fact probably until fucking twenty eighteen, I'm like I knew that I should save money. I knew that I should put a bit away. Yeah. But at one, I couldn't get the, I didn't want to save for a rainy day because there was no, I was like, it's raining all the fucking time. It rains every day. <laughs> That's because you live in South Shields, it just, mate. Yeah, it just didn't excite <laughs> me. It did, there was no, I was like, eh, I'll do that later. Or I had, to, I had to have willpower to save the money. I had to remind myself. And then I read that book, that Automatic Millionaire book. Yeah. And they have the thing called the cappuccino factor. Right? Yeah, it's Which a latte factor. Yeah, latte factor. Aye. So there's just this, basically, what do you spend in seven days? Because I didn't know. I think also the problem is, well, how much do I save? And yeah. I started with something like 60 quid a week. And then I just bumped it up every now and again. Yeah, the next thing I know, money box have stopped me from putting money in because I put too much in. Yeah. They're like, you can't put any more in. I'm like, really? But that was where I started was something really basic like that. Seven quid a day. Yeah. Because I think sometimes with savings, even coming back and that... Sometimes it just seems too big, so you don't bother getting started. Correct. And I suppose but, that well, could have happened with your first step. And that could have happened with your fifty-two grand's worth of debt, right? You yeah. could have been like, "Oh fuck, how am I going to do this?" So what was your? Well, I, I basically I realized that money is very emotional, okay, hugely emotional, yeah. okay, and I tried to come up with a system of managing my money mm -hmm. and removing emotion, okay, huge, massive, and. Yeah. Um, it's now, it's, I call it my famous five-pot money formula, okay? Um, it weren't then, <laughs> it, it was just... The first thing when he said removing emotion, I was thinking, fuck me, this is why accountants must be so good at it. Oh, I'm not that bad, mate. Borogram. <laughs> <Fast here, laughs> no. I couldn't be an accountant. Sorry, lads and lasses, the accountants. Any accountants, you, I'm sure you're lovely. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And I'm sure you're fun at parties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ones where other accountants yeah. are. All right. <laughs> Except for James Dale. He's lovely. He is right. lovely. <laughs> and Andrew Potts. Andrew Potts, friend of the show. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I came up with this just way of organizing my own money. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I then get clients come to see me. What do you call me. it? The five pot formula. Five pot money formula. Yeah. And uh, I'd get clients come to see me and I'd look at their bank statements, spending habits, and I'd see myself. I'd be like, right, these are in a bad way. And I'd just volunteer and say, hey, guys, right? I've noticed you shit with money. And they go, oh, thought you might say is that. Is that part your, that first bit there, you kind of have to do that as part of your mortgage? Not at all. An insurance thing? Not the first part. Oh, we have, have to, to go kind of through. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to know yeah, where they're at. Yeah, yeah, we have to dissect their bank statements yeah. and spending habits. Yeah. And people come to me for debt consolidation. Well, if you're in debt and you're consolidating, you're probably overspending more than what you're earning. Yeah. Okay. Consol I don't even know. Debt consolidation is, is, that is like where, where you remortgage your house or something. You can remortgage your house if you've got 20 grand on credit cards, 10 grand, whatever. You then add that to your mortgage, which is then cheaper. Oh, okay. Get it, okay? get it, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would just volunteer and say <laughs> to people. I don't know that, by the way. Fuck, Leslie does. Uh, Leslie right. does. <laughs> and I basically would just say to people, look, I've got this thing. Yes. It's the way I organize my money. Okay. And I have full disclosure, I was 50, I'm like in debt. So it was, I started doing this four and a half years ago. Mm -hmm. I'm in debt. I'm in a debt plan, so don't be ashamed. All right, but I've got this formula. I'll show you it. No cost. I'm just here to help. Man, I love that. And do you know that, that the ashamed part with debt's mad because I know a lot of millionaires and some of them are in debt now. Yeah. But they're millionaires. It's mad. Yeah. Because they've got a million pounds worth of assets or whatever. Correct. Yeah. And I'd show them it. Six months later, I'd get messages going, Rich, that, that thing you showed us, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, wow, this is great. Mm -hmm. And this just kept happening and happening and happening. Mm -hmm. And this one couple, they, they absolutely changed their lives. Mm -hmm. And they went to America, paid for this trip. They were sending me pictures in America saying, you made this happen. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. I like this. Yeah. I'm really making a difference to people. And then kind of probably back end of 2020, a lot of the guys, it was kind of when I started getting noticed a bit within, uh, you know, Unstoppable. And a lot of the guys would comment and say, I'm shit with money. So I, I just messaged a few and said, hey, I've got this thing. If you would like to have a look, let's have a Zoom call or yeah. whatever, and I'll take you through it. And then they all start messaging me, saying you need Richard to do this thing. Yeah, and it then started where this one guy, uh, I think showed Ryan McGill, mm -hmm. and then he had a chat with Carl Gregg, mm -hmm. and Carl Gregg, Spoke to Pete Donahue. Mm -hmm. and Pete Donahue told someone else, and it, it escalated to the Look point. Look at you fucking name dropping on the other oh, lads. Yeah, man, the boys. He's buzzing. The boys. The lads. And it, it kind of I like got to doing two of these a day. I was like, fucking hell, it's killing me. So I messaged you and said, dude, how can I do a Finance Friday where I can help everybody yeah. instead of one at a time? Yes. And you were like, deal, I'll get a day off. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you said... <laughs> One condition, oh, dude, one condition, yeah. you've got to do it to the women so I get a full day off. Is that what? Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I was like, all right, yeah. I'm in, great. Yeah. So I delivered this training Yeah. and everybody loved it. Mm -hmm. And it went wild. I was getting all these messages going, when's the, when's the course start? And I was like, what course? And they're like, no, no, you, the course. I'm like, there isn't a course. You need to fuck off and leave me alone. Yeah. Just go what I've told you. Yeah. Go do what I've told you to do. You'll be all right. Yeah. No, Rich, we need a course. No, you don't need a course. I'm way too busy on the mortgages. Yeah. I don't need to do a course. Yeah. And it kind of then came to an elite X meeting. You all bullied me. And Michael Glancy made me put a couple of statuses on yeah. Facebook. And yeah. it ended up 
I had 33 people sign up to a course that weren't written. Mm-hmm. So I shit myself. <laughs> right, I was like, okay, better write a course, but it's going to be the only course never, I ever do. I've never built the course where I haven't. I've had anything written before I started. Yeah, but did you want to do the course though? Because I didn't. <laughs> so I, I didn't want to do a course and I didn't want to write it. Yeah. yeah, I had 33 people that paid me. So I'm like, shit, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I pull this course together and I... I I said, this is the only one I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. Mm-hmm. And the changes that I saw in people, the value that they got was phenomenal. Richard, you talked about this before, before we came on camera, we talked about this and Leslie fucking lashed on it. She loved what you said. Yeah, yeah. When you said the changes in people, because it's about more than money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you can change your bank account and still stay the same. I know this. What oh, is absolutely. It, what, it, what are some of the changes that you see then, apart from maybe that the, the, they're in less debt, that the, they've got more money now? The, the, what, are, what are some of the changes that you see? Because I'm really interested in this. Yeah, well, my, my purpose, let's say, is to remove people's anxiety, overwhelm, and fear of money mm-hmm. by just giving them a strategy that they can easily follow. Because most of my anxiety and stress, mm-hmm. okay, was because I was 52 grand in debt. And I associated that debt to being a failure. Okay? Because I was. I was shit at money. <laughs> awesome coke taker. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I had a gold medal. I had a gold medal. Different weight class. Yeah, definitely. Um, Black so, belt. Black the, belt. They say it stops you eating it. Fucking in me. No, no. Right? And um, it's just people's debt overall um, demeanor, how they looked at money. They saw light at the end of the tunnel. They yeah. could actually see a future without the debt. The thing's interesting, you know, I was just, the one thing that popped up for me there was, like, I don't do anything different when I'm going to go on a flight, right? I've got a long-ass flight coming up to Florida, long, longest flight I've done in a while. And the way that I ease my anxiety and almost get rid of it is I just have shit written down. It's mad. People are yeah. like, what? That's all you do? I'm like, yeah, because then my mind knows if I get bored, I can do this, 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 this. Yeah. It kind of e- it eases it. It kind of, it, it. it just because it's there, you it feel better. Di- ah, it kind of just dissipates the anxiety a little bit just yeah. because I suppose it's what you said. There's a strategy that's easy to implement. That's just ticking boxes. Correct. Yeah. And it's so weird that, isn't it? Like you think you have to do something special to change your mind and the anxiety around money, but you don't, do you? You don't. You you kind of, you're already fucking spending your money. It's just having things automated and put in a, a place. Organized. And it's just like people that maybe overeat, okay? You get fat, you put weights on, okay? Well, you've kind of got to expect that if you've overeaten and put weights on, there's got to come a time where you've got to fucking eat less. Right? So don't be surprised if you've when your got a... Short, it's when your box, the top of your boxer shorts falls over. curls over. That's when I know, yeah. Yeah. Tighten this up, sonny boy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not getting bigger boxers. <laughs> I mean, unless my cock gets bigger, which is not going to happen. Not this age. No, no. No. <laughs> I think it's going the opposite way, actually. <laughs> and um, we, we kind of... It just had a big effect on people. Mm. And it's like a long-term strategy as well. It, mm. it's, it makes all your decisions. And... So, like, for me, a good nutritionist or a PT or whatever, they'll give you an allowance per day or per week, okay, where they go, go eat what you want. Okay, it's structured. Same with my five-part money formula. You still get money to spend, Mm. right? You've just got limits, okay? You've got targets, let's say. So, it's kind of like then, it's kind of like if Smith's listening in, it would be his kind of, 
it's like a deficit. Correct. You're creating a deficit, right? Yeah, yeah. You can eat what you want. Yes. Because I think, I think you know what's like me. Some people do really well. You do well with a meal plan, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do okay with a meal plan, but I still need a little bit of flexibility. However- But I have that. If you're just giving me my calories and I'll have, I might have too much flexibility. I will. Okay. Yes. So I have, in, in my plan, I have a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I have two choices. I can eat 300 calories a day of what I want, mm-hmm. or I can bang them all and have a night off. So obviously I have a night off. All right, because that's way better to binge than spread it. Right, <laughs> I'm sitting here fucking starving because I've got this cough on Saturday. Let's come and move on quickly. Yeah, we can, we can. So it's it's kind of like that, and yeah, yeah, I get it when you say savings boring. Yes, okay. So I term it differently. Unless, unless savings not boring now because I know it's for more than a rainy day. How I know I'm going to buy is a it. house, and this is it. Okay, savings boring because it's a boring word. Yes, nobody really. Associates anything good with saving. However, what if I said to you, right, you're not saving, right? You're actually paying your future self. Yeah. You're investing. Who's going to fucking spend it when it's you've saved that, it? Because it's weird that, innit? it? It's weird because you think about this and you'll actually, you just deal, you kind of, you'll have dealt with hundreds of thousands of these where I could never save money until I needed to buy a house. You're unbelievable. Because you've got huge amounts of leverage. Yeah. There's a sexier reason. It, I if, suppose that's what, because it's an investment. You know it's an investment. Yeah, it, it's if, not saving. It's not saving. If your kid needed treatment yep. for, to save its life, mm-hmm. you would save the money. Yep. You would find the money. Because the, the why is huge. Yeah. You wouldn't know the how, yeah. but you'd make it happen. And this is the thing. People don't actually plan. Okay. So what they do is they just see money and spend it because ultimately they've got nowhere better to put it, there's no better reason. Okay, so once we start planning and going, right, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, all of a sudden, what am I going to do with the money I'm saving? Correct. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that is then where you, you got to make freedom. that sexy enough for yourself, isn't it? Yeah. People say to me, yeah, but you know, I want, I want the freedom to do what I want when I want. Oh, I'm like, all right, make you twenty grand on credit cards. How's that philosophy fucking doing you? That's like with food and that as well, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then you they think, go. It's like fake freedom. I've got loads of freedom. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. What I want, it, I want. It is. It's, it's exactly catch, fake freedom. It's going to catch up with you. Yeah. In fact, there's a quote. You know that? Do you have that Facebook newsfeed eradicator? So no. there's this thing on your laptop. It basically you can you can use Facebook. I don't go on it on my there's laptop, good, on my PC. There's no eradicator. So yeah. basically, there's no feed. And there's a one that keeps coming up, which is something like procrastination is a lot like a credit card bill. It's a lot. Of, sorry, like a credit card. It's a lot of fun until you get the bill. Correct. It's a real interesting thing, that, isn't it? So that's so they, they've got this fake this fake freedom. It's not real freedom. What if eventually it's gonna bite them on the arse? What what if? Okay, credit cards. What if you're just renting a debt? What if you term it like that? Okay, imagine this. This is a millionaire, that's a millionaire mindset. They all yeah. know that. Yeah. Everyone will be like, and there's a there's a guy, friend of mine, Ryan Stuman, right? Calls himself a hardcore clothes. He probably do he'd probably do close to hundred mil this year, I reckon. And he's always talking, and there's a guy, there's a guy in the States who's a big finance guy, right? And he's all like, don't get in the debt, don't do this. If you have to pay, if you only pay cash and that. And Stuman's like, well, it just doesn't make sense. He's like, all millionaires that I know all talk about debt as what you said, which well, is. I mean it in a different way, because yeah. don't forget, I'm talking about a different situation where you're overwhelmed with money and you're yeah, struggling. Yeah, 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 okay? yeah, yeah, yeah. So I get that in terms of that, because quite right, not all the language debt is, is important. Bad. Absolutely. Yeah. So not all debt is bad because if you're leveraging the debt to earn money, yes. okay, then that's great. Yes. That's, that's yes. an investment. Yes. What I'm talking about, okay, is I'll get people come for a mortgage and I'll go, how much you got on a credit card? And they'll go, not a lot. Okay, what's not a lot? Oh, four grand. Okay, cool. Not a lot. 
just four grand. Yeah. They go, yeah. I go, can I just ask you, how long you had four grand on your credit card? Two, three, four years? And they go, oh, four years. Okay, cool. But it's just four grand, yeah? And they go, yeah. I go, great. Are you paying them 120 quid a month? Yeah. <laughs> it's a 1,200, 13, 14, 40 a year. Do that over four years. All right. You're nearly Massive. six grand. Massive. And the great news is you still owe them your four. Yeah. But hey, it's only four grand. Nice, mate. Okay. You're actually, yes. you've paid them six grand to rent your four grand debt and you yes. still owe them the four grand. Yes. I'm in. I'll do that as a business. Yeah. You give me your money. <laughs> and then they go, no, you're stupid. Oh, well, why would I do that to you? I'm like, well, you're doing mad. it to the banks. In that mad. Mental. Chad, question for you. If someone's in debt and they want to save money, which one would you do first? Does that make sense what I'm saying? Kind of do both. Yeah. Okay, so what I'd recommend is 10% of your every penny that comes in. Mm -hmm. Okay, you put that aside. Get to a certain where, amount. Where should I put it? Oh, this we can't go too far <laughs> into this, mate. You know what I mean? You've got to sign up to me. course, maybe. Eight-week money mastery. <laughs> <laughs> this is the five pop money formula. You're doing me over. Nobody will need me. <laughs> so yeah, you'd have a separate account for that. Okay. So you just put 10% of everything yeah. that comes in. And then play with it. And then, and then that's kind of like a safety net. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and then you'd then dissect your, your debts up and attack them. Okay. Because the sooner we, they're costing you money. Okay, you get those debts paid off, you've got more money to play with. Yes. So if you want to live your life in a way where you want to do what you want when you yes. want, surely if you've got more money to do that, rather than renting the debt, you're going to have a better time, right? 100%. That's because there's nothing to pay back. Correct. You've got more money disposable because you're not paying it to banks and yeah. lenders. Yeah. Okay? So it's all about changing the, the psychology of money. And one of, this is where I was going earlier, we had a coaching session last night and it, absolutely blew everybody's minds. One of the probably biggest changes with myself, when I was in debt, I was just chasing money. I want more money. I want more money. Yes. Okay. Um, Is that because you want to pay it off faster? I wanted, yeah, I wanted to pay yeah. the debt off. So I want more money. I want more money. Yeah. And from a spiritual kind of point of view, the wanting of more money is exactly what I got. The wanting of more money. Mm. Okay. Once I kind of understood this principle that I'm actually exactly where I need to be. I've got exactly the amount of money I need and deserve mm -hmm. because this is what I've got. And I've actually you made this happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have got all I need yeah. because if I needed more, I'd have, you'd have more. I'd got it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And the big thing is, is that if you can understand that more will only come to enough. Okay. Repeat that. More will only come to enough. So whilst you want more money, you will get not more money, but the wanting of more money, nice. which therefore means you haven't got enough. Yeah. So more money will only come. It's funny, it's funny you should say that because Byron Katie taught me something, which was you'll never have enough of something that you don't need. Yeah. Which is kind of a similar concept. Yeah. You never have enough of something that you don't need. Yeah, and if you needed yeah. it, you'd have it. Yeah. Very interesting concept, that. So how did that shift your behavior? I just started giving because you can't give what you haven't got enough of. Mm -hmm. I just decided to kind of live a life of serving people and just giving. And then what I found you start was being crazy. more valuable. Correct. Yeah. So I upped my Giving service yes. to the world. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, and amazing things happen. Mate, I'm so fucking glad that we covered this because it's huge. It is huge. Yeah. Last night I had to my go over it. My number one value, like my number one thing when it comes to money, and people don't get this, is money is an exchange of value, an yeah. exchange of perceived value. So therefore, instead of asking how can I get more, start asking where can I give more. How can I give more? Money will always congregate, always congregate to where the most perceived value is. Correct. Always. Yep. There's nobody that, I mean, there is people that have earned it. Sorry, stole it. There are people that have been handed it down. There are people that have been given it. There are people that have won it. But in the, in the main, if you see people who are doing well with money, most of them are because they're bringing value to the marketplace. The Absolutely. highest place people, the highest paid people inside of an organization, a company, are the ones that bring the highest perceived value to the company. Yep. You know what I mean? It's the same in business. Yeah. You, want to, you want your business to start making more money, bring more fucking value to the marketplace. Correct. How can I give more? How can I be more useful uh, yeah. to people? The analogy that I love, Richard, is you, it's a lot of us, it's like, let's just pretend um, we're in front of a fire and we're getting heat from the fire. Most people don't want to put the logs on until they start getting heat from the fire. So they don't want to give value until they get paid. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heat comes after you put the logs on. And this is what most people don't understand. No, you, you've you've got to give yeah. to, to receive. If you want the heat, you've got to put logs on the fucking fire. Yeah, absolutely. If you think about this, right? If aliens came down and invaded us, do you think they'd nick all our 50 quid notes? <laughs> they wouldn't give a shit, would they? It's meaningless to them. All right? So it's yeah. only actually something to us because we perceive it to be. Mm -hmm. And it is just an exchange of value. Mm -hmm. So you give more, more comes your way. Mm -hmm. And... The more you give away... And by the way, Richard's the not really talking about... You're not talking about giving away money, really. No. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. You're not talking about giving away money. No, I'm not giving away someone money. Someone will be like, oh, I'm not giving away money. I haven't got enough. But you're talking about giving away energy. But hey... Time. Yes. Effort. And, knowledge. And sometimes money. So, like, my attitude was, um, years ago, you go for a meal. Mm. Why would I tip someone? It's their fucking job. <laughs> Sound right. like Roy Keane. Yeah, yeah, but that... <laughs> it's yeah. fucking job. Right? It's but that was my job. perception. I'm like, why would you tip? That's their job. Now I tip heavily. Me too. Okay? And if they've done a good one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay? And, yeah, I've got direct debit. Mm -hmm. Every month I give to charity. Mm -hmm. Okay? Because you can't give what you haven't got enough of. Okay? So, again, it's just that extra thing going out to the universe saying, let's just give. Okay, and that's that is it's, the I first it's kind of as well. The other way I've heard, heard money explained, the value thing made the most sense. But I've also heard like money's like an energy. You put energy out, you get energy back. Absolutely, it's like it's a, it's like energy. Some people might call it karma, but it's the real deal. Like you, you, you give it, you put enough energy into something, it, it you tend to get it back. Correct. And when I first started doing mortgages, my goal was to pay off my debt. Okay, so I needed money, so I was working for money. Yeah. And then what I found was that by changing my perception to how many people can I make their dreams come true, that yes. then took off yes. massively. Yes. Uh, around about just that, getting someone a mortgage. No, we weren't doing someone a mortgage to get paid money. It was, hey, this process, this is making people's dreams come true. Mm -hmm. So now when we talk in the office about what our goals are and things like that, mm -hmm. we talk about in terms of, okay, not how many mortgages we're going to do. It's how many people's dreams can we make come true this Me, week? Said, a lot of what you said actually here is just a change in perception. Absolutely. Not necessarily always a change in tactic. No. What do I need to do? It's how do yours, actually what we've talked about here is instead of what do I need to do is how do I need to think? And that is it. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, because the thing is, how we think is everything. Mm -hmm. Okay, how we think, how we view the world mm -hmm. is going to bring us what we view. Mm -hmm. What we see is what we're going to get. Mm -hmm. So if we don't like what we've already got, mm -hmm. and we continue to see the world in the way that we do, mm -hmm. we don't like what we've got, why would you want more? Okay, we can't change the world, but what we can do is change the way that we view the world. Yes. Okay. And I think that's massive because, you know, it's... Well, trying to change, it's like trying to change your actions without changing your beliefs about the actions. It's hard, that. It is, yeah. You know what I mean? You've got to change the way you... If you don't change the way you view money, the chances are you're not going to change your behaviors around money. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think and they kind of both go together. Because I think sometimes once you start changing your behavior around money, then you believe, you'll kind of back it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like your thoughts will be like, you'll start kind of stacking up the evidence through the actions. But I think, yeah, you, what we've talked about here is changing how you look at money, changing your perception of money, changing what money means to you. And changing what you look for. Because um, I heard Nick James ask a question once. He was like, who finds more pearls, a pearl diver or a butcher? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Pearl diver will always find more pearls than a butcher because they're looking for them. So that what you look for is what you're going to find. If you look for negativity, you look for doom and gloom, if that's all you see, that's all you're going to get. Yeah. Okay, so it's yeah. all about... Get what you focus on. What, what we look for, like working in an unstoppable, yeah. focusing on the wins. If yeah. you look for the wins, guess what? You train you're going to get more you of train them. train your brain to find them. Yeah. yeah. And I remember when I first started with you and it was like, Give us your biggest win of the day. I was like, I'm fucking still alive. That's it. Yeah. I've got no more. Yeah. And people always struggle at that beginning part. Yeah. I could probably do 15, 20 wins a day because now. I've never done it. Correct. People are like, oh, I'm finding it really hard to plan. I'm like, of course you are. It's new. Yeah. Carry your on. First go, you first go and lift weights in the gym. It's hard. Hard. Because you've never done much of it. <laughs> yeah, carry on. Yeah, it gets easier. Exactly. Right. It's mad. <laughs> what you do. It's mad. Right? Yeah. It well, people mad. stay away from things that are hard because they've never done them. And because they then find that as an excuse not to do it. And you're like, hold on a minute. Yeah. Jiu-Jitsu is the ultimate level for this. Leslie, my wife just started. Yeah, yeah. She's done like six classes. She said, it's fucking really hard and I'm really shit. I'm like, listen, I've been doing it fucking three years and I'm still shit. Yeah, but I've you... just got to keep, sh even last night, I was like, fucking hell. Every time I've rolled this week, I've got fucking, since Sunday, I've got fucking pasted. I've never run you want around. Before a comp. I haven't run around. I haven't submitted anybody, but I'm okay with that. I've passed exactly. a few bars. I've escaped. But I'm like, I'm gonna. It's the only way you're gonna get better is by taking a fucking beat every now and again. And I think if you, again, if you kind of submit to the it's fact, it's all a that, comparison, isn't it? I'm like, I'm shit compared to what? I'm not shit compared to where I was at three years egg, ago. And that's I'm shit the compared kid. to the person that I'm rolling with. And guess what? And that's the thing. Guess what the common denominator always is? You. They've been training yeah. longer than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been training longer than me. Of course. So. We're getting towards the time now. Oof. Give me, let's go fucking super practical here. We can go thinking, we can go doing. Give me the, th the first three things that I've got to do. And let's just look at it from the debt point of view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you've got loads of insights on people that don't have debt and want to have the money work for them. I know you've got insights on people that are doing okay, but want to be more organized on it. But let's just say I'm in debt. Yeah. I've got some debt. First thing. Three steps that I need to take. First thing. The thing that you've probably not done for years. Open your bank statements. <laughs> okay. How I still get discomfort about that because of when I was broke. Yeah. I, it's I, a I, trigger. I, it's a flashback. When I get cash out, I still don't get the balance. Yeah. yeah. Do you know when he sticks yeah, his tongue? You know when the cash point goes, bleh. No, yeah. he does that and sticks his tongue out. I never get that part. No. I'm, I don't. I don't, you don't part of me just resists it still. So that, yep. look at your bank statements. Look at your bank statements. Okay. Because guess what? It's data over drama. Okay. 
If you don't know where, yeah, if, if you, because this is what I'm saying about how I work with people, I remove emotion from the process by confronting emotion to therefore take it away. All right. Um, you've also got to, you kind of got to imagine it like a, a police zone where it's all taped off. Yeah. Okay. And it's like your, your mind has done this to protect you. Yeah. And you've got to go into these places to then kind of solve the problem and take the tape off. Bodies. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be okay with this. <laughs> I, mean, I never said like, it was a murder, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a theft. <laughs> Someone pinched the milk. Someone pinched the milk off the step. So yeah, first thing, okay, go through your bank statements, okay, because there's data there, right? If you've ever said, I don't know where my money goes, well, you've never fucking looked at your bank statements. I'm like this with time. I'm like, how do you know you're so busy? Exactly. You don't, you don't have right. a schedule. How do you know? Let's have a look, okay. Um, I had one of the guys do it in my program this week, and he's gone back three months, spent over 800 quid on takeaways. <laughs> right? Crazy. Do I know them? Do I know them? Because I feel like someone told me that <laughs> in the last two weeks. Do I know them? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. They're not a client of yours. Now. Oh, they're not. Well, no. I don't then. No, but someone you may else have known clearly him. told me that. Yeah. And um, so there's I'm the sure James thing. Smith's bill's like three grand a month. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm sure he shared it before that he does three grand a month on Uber Eats or something. Jeez. Yeah. That'd kill me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Look at the, the bank statements. Secondly, get a credit report done. Okay? Go to check my file. All right? They give you 30 days for free. Mm -hmm. Absolutely epic. All right? What does um, that tell you? Check my file. It gives you a six-year history of every transaction that you've ever made. Okay, tells you if you've got any CCJs, defaults, missed payments, mm -hmm. but it also gives you the total current debt that you have. CCJs are a pain in the fucking ass, by the way. They are. If you've got one. them, I had one. I had two. Yeah, they're a fucking nightmare. <laughs> they're gone now. Thankfully, mine was for a fucking three grand phone bill. Mine was a bit more than that. I eventually paid it, and when I paid it, I fucking vomited on my keyboard because I was like, "I'm not fucking paying it. I'm not paying it." And then they're like, "Well, you have to pay it, mate." Yeah. You can continue to avoid it and not move on with your life. And that's the thing. And not move on with your life. You don't have to pay it, but you can't get to that. This is the admission. Depends where you want to go. Like, for me, it was like, that was the admission fee for getting to the next level Absolutely. of my life. I couldn't buy any more properties until I cleared this CCJ, yeah. unless I paid cash. And I was like, mm. Exactly. And yeah. I, I kind of see that now. You can stay things. there. I could stay there in pain with that. Yep. Be okay with that level. But I'm like, right, if I want to- It's going to cost the, you more than yeah, three grand long the, term. That's the entrance ticket fee. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the fee for the lesson. Yes. It is high. It is high. That's yeah. the fee for the lesson. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you, you've done the bank statements. Okay. You look at um, the credit file and then you just make a list and give yourself a budget of what are you going to spend? Okay. Just put limits on it. Okay. Because you'll be surprised how good a time that you have. And then you go, oh, fucking hell, I've got money left. That's mental. <laughs> right. Well, it's not. Right, <laughs> you've just not spent as much. It's just that I suppose it's kind of like looking at if you if you put it in a weight loss context, you put all Correct. the weight, you put your weight in, you put your height in, yep. you put your age in, yep. you put how quickly you want to lose the weight, yeah, and then you it work tells out your calories, you. and then you work out your protein, your fat, your carbs, and that. It's exactly the same. And then you either lose weight or you don't. Correct. And you lose weight if you follow the plan. Exactly, and that's what I do. Yeah. with my clients. Yeah, great analogy. I take them on a journey. Um, and actually what happens for the first four weeks of my program, mm -hmm. okay, is we don't really talk about strategies and how to get out because here's the thing, all right? When I got 52 grand in debt, I was earning 75 grand a year, mm -hmm. all right? And most people think more money is going to solve their problems. It's not. Because if you had given me 150 grand a year, 
on about 104 grand's worth of debt and double the amount of coke. Nice. Okay? Yeah. So here's the thing. If you earn 10 grand a year and you can't manage 10 grand, you ain't going to manage 20. Yeah. You ain't going to manage 20. You ain't going to manage 50. If you can't manage 50, you certainly ain't managing 100. Yeah. So what I teach people is That's fucking sick. how to manage the money that you have first. Yeah. I see all these coaching programs, okay, um, how to build your businesses and all of this. Nobody teaches you how to manage what you've already got. You're right, huh? Okay. You're right, yeah. And for me, the first four weeks of my program, the eight weeks, is it's we tackle like that your mindset. Well. People think people always think, oh, more clients is answering me problem. Like, well, you can't have the ones you've got. No. If we turn the tap on, what we're going to end up is, we're going to end up with clients that you can't handle, clients that you fucking, um, that, you, that you end up resenting, a business that you end up resenting, and clients talking shit about you because exactly. you didn't deal with them properly. It's the same thing with your money. Correct. Yeah, okay. I love that. Man, I love that. So we deal with your mindset of money and we get you actually controlling what you've got. Mm -hmm. I then give the strategies mm -hmm. because if I gave the strategies at the beginning, okay, it would mean nothing because your mindset is in the right place. So I take you on a journey, okay? We visit where your money uh, habits and your beliefs with money come from. Mm -hmm. We overturn them. Mm -hmm. Go on a bit of a spiritual journey. Money doesn't grow on trees now, Richard. Depends. <laughs> Depends what you're growing. Depends what you're growing. And then we go into the strategy side. And by the end of the eight weeks, people are like, wow, I've yeah. made huge yeah. inroads. And the thing is with what I do is that people within the eight weeks have more than mostly double, okay, saved what the course is actually the investment yeah. has cost them. Yeah. And they've got the lessons for the rest of their, the rest of their life. Yeah. And even better. And eight weeks is not that long, really, in no. terms of, do you know what I mean? That's going to compound and compound and compound. But and here's compound. the thing. Yeah. Okay. If you're shit with money. Yeah. All right. And I ask you, if your kids grow up mm -hmm. with your money habits, mm -hmm. would you be proud? Mm -hmm. The answer is no. Guess, guess how your kids are going to fucking grow up. But you get a handle on this. Guess what? You can actually alter the history in the future. Your future of your family. Yeah. You can teach your kids this. Okay, do something about it and actually, you know, put a spanner in the works, change the future because your kids will then teach their kids and so on. It goes on forever. So, Hopefully. Love it. That's how I say the money grows on three things is that's the kind of thing that I would have heard everyone saying around me and I'm asking my kids, listen, you can, you know what I mean? Like my, my beliefs, it's funny that, Nobody in my family is self-employed. Nobody's ever made a lot of money. My mom should be listening. Worked in Asda in the town hall cafe. And my dad worked in the same party for so long. Hello to your dad, by the way. Hello, Tommy won't be listening. I like your dad. Too busy. Too busy playing fucking golf. Looking too busy that. Too busy dressing up. <laughs> it was a dress up, my dad. <laughs> and uh, too busy playing golf. But he, he, they, they, they did this. I had to learn this mindset of money thing. Well, this is the biggest thing, all right? If we go back 40 years, mm -hmm. okay, there's certain things nobody spoke about. Right, uh, religion, yeah. politics, mm -hmm. sex, money. Mm -hmm. Okay, just look at your socials. Right, everybody's talking about sex. And all them secret WhatsApp groups, mm -hmm. lads. Oh, big Barry. All, sh all sharing big the, Barry, uh, the pictures of their weekend conquest. Yeah. All the, if you think women don't do it, when only fans get attacked. You know when women. If you think women don't do it, by the way, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Politics. Nobody spoke about politics. It was like taboo. You really didn't ask people who they voted for. Now you've got fucking unemployed Debra. Sorry if there's any unemployed Debra. Sorry, Debs. All right. I've got the program for you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> they, they sit there on Facebook telling the country how they can do 
a better job than the people we've got. And he's like, hold on, Deb staff, we're getting a job. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but then you've got religion. Again, you go on social media, the news, everybody is saying about how, you know, this religion's bad and mm. things like that. Mm. No one fucking talks about money. Mm. No one says. And the people that do talk about it always get loads of shit. Yeah. Like it's mad. Yeah. You know, Rob, we've had Rob on the podcast, Stephen Green on the podcast. Whenever they talk about money, they get shot down. Like they yeah, get because shit for it. They're okay with dealing with it. But I'm like, people get triggered by it. Yeah, because they think they'll never be in a position to get it and they're jealous. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And you might have, you know, oh, so and so has got this. It's all right. Mummy and daddy have bought it. Yeah. Well, why not? If they work hard and they want to treat their kids, isn't that what we do? Mm -hmm. I ain't never going to apologize it's mad for you that. see it in movies all the time. That like uh, we, we mean the kids talk about quite often. You ever know, it's the bad guy's always rich. <laughs> yeah. Any movie, any cartoon, it's always the bad guy's always rich. Or the rich guy's always the bad guy. The only thing that I've seen that's different was fucking Batman. And even then, they try to come, they try to portray him as a bad, bad guy. In the end, yeah. I mean, I can't believe we've ended up talking about fucking Batman, but there it is you what go. it is. Huh? Hey, what so, about fucking him off Twilight's playing the new Batman, isn't he? Oh, I don't know. Robert Patterson. It's not, my, it's not my thing. No, it's not. It's not my thing. So, yeah, all I'm really trying to do is because nobody sticks their hand up on social media and go, hey, everybody, um, just want to let you know I'm really showing money. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in loads of debt. Um, can anybody help me? Yeah. Right? Because they're all yeah. embarrassed. Yeah. yeah, I've created this platform where yeah. people go into it and they literally ask, not everybody, if they don't have to, but I ask people to do a video, who you are, where you're from, what you do, how you come a, across me. I heard a little room I didn't do us. Pardon? I heard a Kath room. didn't do hers. No, no, no. no. we need to have words. <laughs> and, well, um, she's just outside me. You're more yeah. <laughs> Good luck. And the, one of the biggest feedbacks I get is that people feel like they're empowered, like a weight's been lifted yeah. because yeah. they've shared it. Yeah. And if you're listening to this and you're lost with your money, you're in debt, okay, talk to people because mm -hmm. you will feel a lot better. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Richard, talking to talking to people, I'm sure you're going to get inundated once you say this. Uh, where can people find out more about where's the best place for us to go? The best place for you to go is Richard Crow Money Coach. Yeah, money! Yes, I love it. So Richard's just about to change his, his whole profile to Richard Crow Money Coach, which I think is an incredible move. Um, and if you got value from this today, which I'm sure you have, uh, go check out Richard's shit, Richard Crow. Thank you so much yep. for coming to talk shit. No problem. It's a uh, free you. Facebook page, um, loads of money tips and mindset. So, uh, and loads yeah, of videos. Come and join me. Loads of videos. I love it. Thank you, Richard. You're welcome, mate. mate, mate.